0: the path to discerning truth, a family discussion. Thanks for joining me. I am reluctantly considering the conclusion that much of what I have believed for as long as I have believed anything may represent far more hope than truth. Sure, I admit to taking it for granted that things actually are the way I have always thought they are, that my reality is valid and based on the true and factual, and that my sense of what's real is correct and axiomatic, naive, simple-minded perhaps dangerous, indeed, but nonetheless, I believed. I take some comfort in knowing that a preference for belief over thoughtful consideration didn't just start with me. The Roman philosopher Seneca observed that every man prefers belief to the exercise of judgment. It's likely that the exercise part of exercising judgment is the showstopper for many, if not most of us. For me at least, it has been easier to relax and believe. Let me share a story that struggles with knowing truth from opinion, fact from belief. It gets at something important, I think.
1: 1. A Discussion of Ideas George had been retired for many years, and was, by all accounts, set in his ways and beliefs. His daughters had asked him to discuss his views and outlook with them, hoping to gain a better understanding of him as a person, and the experiences that had formed him. Youngsters, they argued, may not know what life was like when their father was in his prime, and they argued it was worthwhile for him to impart his wisdom. The conversation began with George sharing his thoughts on a range of topics, from money management and world politics, to hard work and the purpose of life. He had very strong opinions, and was keen for his daughters to take them on board and learn from them. However, the girls didn't always agree. And often challenged him, proposing their own ideas which didn't always match up with his. The discussion continued, with the subject matter becoming increasingly complex. However, one thing was becoming increasingly clear George and his daughters were getting tangled up in trying to identify which elements of their respective beliefs and outlooks were true versus those which were not. They both seemed unable to distinguish fact from opinion and thus the conversation began to deadlock. It was at this point someone made an interesting suggestion, why not agree to a way of telling true ideas from false ones? By finding a way to distinguish between belief and fact, hope was the conversation could begin to progress. Immediately, a spark of curiosity was kindled, as it dawned on all of them that this could be a fantastic experiment. George and his daughters agreed to sit down at a later date to devise a way of identifying which ideas and notions were true and those which were not.
0: If I may interrupt. Robert Brault got it right when he pointed out that an old belief is like an old shoe. We so value its comfort that we fail to notice the hole in it. To my surprise and disappointment, I am starting to notice cracks if not actual holes in some of my most trusted beliefs. The cause and solution may be as simple as E.D. Martin suggests. It is easier to believe than to doubt. Laziness. Indifference. Bertrand Russell says it's our inherent credulity. Man is a credulous animal and must believe something. In the absence of good grounds for belief, he will be satisfied with bad ones. Perhaps I should add gullibility to lazy and naive. The picture is not looking good. The pragmatist in me is calling out for attention. He or perhaps she is arguing that belief is not the issue. The issue is whether my unique collection of notions and ideas about how things are and how they work are serving me, furthering my interests. Admittedly, this is a rather pedestrian perspective. But if it works for me, I see little need to reason otherwise. If I may lean on Robert Brault again, sometimes you believe a thing that isn't true because in the world you wish to live in, it would be true. In the world I prefer... The way I arrange the pieces and parts, notions and ideas as reality, is worthy of belief. Okay, I'll get back to our story.
1: 2. The Experiment Begins A few weeks had passed since George and his daughters had agreed to embark on their experiment. They had spent countless hours brainstorming and researching different methods to distinguish fact from belief, truth from opinion. Finally they had settled on a plan that seemed both practical and insightful. The family gathered around the dining table, armed with notebooks, pens, and a sense of anticipation. They had decided to create a series of scenarios, each designed to test the validity of their beliefs and ideas. The goal was to objectively evaluate the evidence, and come to a consensus on what was true and what was merely a matter of personal belief. Their first scenario revolved around the topic of money management, an area where George held strong convictions. He believed that investing in real estate was the most secure and profitable way to grow one's wealth. His daughters, on the other hand, argued that investing in the stock market could yield higher returns. To settle the debate, they decided to conduct a comparative analysis. They each invested a sum of money, with George purchasing a property and his daughters investing in a diversified portfolio of stocks. Over the course of a year, they meticulously tracked their investments, recording every gain and loss. At the end of the experiment, they analyzed the data together. To their surprise, the results were inconclusive. Georgia's property had appreciated in value, but the stock market had also experienced significant gains. It became evident that both approaches had their merits, and the notion of a single correct way to manage money was subjective. Undeterred, they moved on to their next scenario, this time focusing on world politics. George firmly believed that a strong military was essential for maintaining peace and stability in the world. His daughters, however, argued that diplomacy and international cooperation were more effective in resolving conflicts. To test their theories, they decided to examine historical events where military intervention and diplomatic negotiations had been employed. They researched case studies, analyzed the outcomes, and engaged in passionate debates. Yet again, they found that the truth was not black and white. While military intervention had sometimes achieved short-term objectives, it often resulted in long-lasting consequences and unintended collateral damage. On the other hand, diplomatic negotiations had successfully resolved conflicts, but they required patience, compromise, and a willingness to listen to opposing viewpoints. As they delved deeper into their experiment, George and his daughters realized that their initial goal of distinguishing fact from belief was overly simplistic. They began to understand that truth was multifaceted, influenced by a myriad of factors such as personal experiences, cultural backgrounds, and individual perspectives. With each scenario, their discussions became more nuanced and insightful. They started to appreciate the value of diverse viewpoints and the importance of empathy in understanding others. The experiment had not only challenged their preconceived notions but also fostered a deeper connection between them. Excited by their progress, they eagerly looked forward to the next chapter of their experiment, ready to delve further into the intricacies of life, living, and getting along with people. They had come to understand that the journey itself was as valuable as any destination, and that true understanding could only be achieved through open-mindedness, curiosity, and a willingness to challenge their own beliefs.
0: I'm interrupting again. Our being willing to challenge our own beliefs is probably a virtue of sorts. But as self-centered and self-serving as my pragmatic self prefers being, I suspect that I'm not alone with my pragmatism. And therein lies the problem, the crack in my carefully cultivated system of beliefs. If all of us adopt this, me first, approach to life and living, we quickly find ourselves in a pseudo-Darwinian video game where only the most ruthless survive. Me has precedence over us person has precedence over people, power has precedence over weakness, will has precedence over law, interests have precedence over values, and the winners take all. Back to our story.
1: Chapter 3. The Power of Perspective The experiment had opened George's eyes to the complexities of truth and belief. He had always been a man of conviction, confident in his own ideas, and resistant to change but as he embarked on this journey with his daughters, he began to realize that there was more to life than his own narrow perspective. The next scenario they decided to explore was the purpose of life. George had always believed that the purpose of life was to work hard, accumulate wealth, and leave a legacy behind. His daughters, however, challenged this notion, arguing that the purpose of life was to find happiness and fulfillment regardless of material success. To test their theories, they each embarked on a personal journey of self-discovery. George threw himself into various projects, working tirelessly to achieve his goals. His daughters, on the other hand, focused on cultivating meaningful relationships, pursuing their passions, and finding joy in everyday moments. As they shared their experiences, it became evident that both approaches had their merits. George had achieved financial success, and felt a sense of accomplishment, but he also admitted to feeling a certain emptiness. His daughters, on the other hand, had found fulfillment in their relationships, and personal growth, but acknowledged the challenges that came with pursuing their passions. Through their discussions, they realized that the purpose of life was subjective and deeply personal, What brought one person happiness and fulfillment might not resonate with another. They understood that it was important to respect and honor each other's choices, even if they didn't align with their own beliefs. Inspired by their exploration of purpose, they decided to delve into the topic of religion and spirituality. George had always been a devout believer, finding solace and guidance in his faith. His daughters, however, were more skeptical questioning the existence of a higher power, and the validity of organized religion. To gain a deeper understanding, they visited various places of worship, engaged in conversations with religious leaders, and read extensively on the subject. As they shared their findings, they realized that religion and spirituality were deeply personal and influenced by cultural, societal, and individual factors. George's faith provided him with a sense of purpose and comfort, while his daughters found solace in different forms of spirituality, such as meditation and nature. They recognized that there was no one-size-fits-all approach to matters of the soul, and that each person's journey was unique. As their experiment progressed, George and his daughters began to appreciate the power of perspective. They understood that truth was not a fixed entity but rather a mosaic of different viewpoints and experiences. They learned to listen to each other with empathy and respect, recognizing that their differences enriched their understanding of the world. Excited by their newfound understanding, they eagerly looked forward to the next chapter of their experiment. They had come to realize that the journey of self-discovery and understanding was never-ending, and that true wisdom lay in the willingness to question, learn, and evolve. As they closed their notebooks, and reflected on their discussions, George felt a sense of gratitude. He was grateful for his daughter's willingness to challenge him, for their shared curiosity, and open-mindedness. Together, they had embarked on a remarkable journey, one that had not only deepened their bond but also expanded their horizons. With renewed enthusiasm, they set their sights on the next topic they would explore, ready to uncover more truths challenge more beliefs, and continue their quest for understanding. The experiment had become more than just a way to distinguish fact from belief. It had become a transformative journey of self-discovery and connection. 4. The Art of Listening The experiment had taken George and his daughters on a profound journey of self-discovery and understanding. Each scenario they explored had challenged their beliefs and opened their minds to new perspectives. They were eager to delve deeper into the intricacies of communication, and the power of listening. They had always prided themselves on their ability to engage in meaningful conversations, but they realized that true communication went beyond simply expressing their own thoughts and ideas. It required active listening, empathy, and a genuine desire to understand others. To explore this topic, they decided to focus on a subject that often led to heated debates, politics. George had always been a staunch conservative, while his daughters leaned more towards progressive ideologies. They recognized that their differing political beliefs often hindered their ability to have productive discussions. They began by setting ground rules for their conversations. They agreed to approach the topic with an open mind to listen attentively without interrupting and to ask questions to gain a deeper understanding they also decided to research and present facts and statistics to support their arguments aiming to separate truth from opinion their first political discussion centered around the topic of healthcare george believed in a free market approach arguing that individuals should be responsible for their own healthcare expenses his daughters, on the other hand, advocated for universal health care, emphasizing the importance of providing access to medical services for all. As they engaged in the conversation, they realized that their differing beliefs were rooted in their personal experiences. George had always been self-reliant and had never faced significant healthcare challenges. His daughters, however, had witnessed friends. And loved ones struggle to afford medical treatment. Through active listening, they began to understand the underlying motivations behind each other's beliefs. George's perspective was shaped by his belief in personal responsibility and limited government intervention. His daughter's perspective was influenced by their compassion for those in need and their belief in the importance of societal support. As they continued their discussions, they discovered that their differing political beliefs were not as black and white as they had initially thought. They recognized that there were valid arguments on both sides, and that finding common ground required empathy, and a willingness to consider alternative viewpoints.
0: I was going to sit on the sideline and listen, but I just can't hold back. I am coming to understand that Lorenz van der Post has a point. Human beings are perhaps never more frightening than when they are convinced beyond doubt that they are right. It seems to me that our elected politicians are increasingly convinced beyond doubt that they are right. But the truly frightening element is that they also believe that anyone who disagrees with them is, along with being wrong, stupid, subversive and un-American. Name-calling and finger-pointing have become the political coin of the day. Ezra Pound thought that, what matters is not the idea a man holds but the depth at which he holds it, and the I'm right and everyone who disagrees is wrong approach to political discourse is deeply held. It would be easy to just chalk it up to politics and the political game were it not for what I find to be a most disturbing theme. Dudinsky tells us that life will magnify what you choose to believe, and the political single-mindedness is definitely magnifying. Herbert Eger takes the point a step further. Man tends to treat all his opinions as principles. And unfortunately, poorly constructed and ill-considered ideas and reactions are elevating to the level of governing principles. I could make my list of action and inaction within our federal government that I think is wrong and ill-considered, as could you. I could point to this politician or that who I think is making things worse for all of us, as could you. That fact notwithstanding, I suspect we may agree that we are going through a time when there is less and less room for negotiation, diplomacy, compromise and civil discussion. We might also agree that representation has taken a back seat to re-election, public service has taken a back seat to political popularity, and the rule of law has taken a back seat to whatever those in power can get away with. Of this I am sure, our government does not function the way I believed it does and perhaps never did. I am toying with the possibility that it is less a government of laws and more a government for and by those with the most power, money and influence. Hawk, I'll shut up, I promise. Back to our story.
1: To further enhance their communication skills, George and his daughters decided to incorporate a technique called reflective listening. This involved paraphrasing and summarizing each other's statements to ensure accurate understanding. They also practiced active listening by maintaining eye contact, nodding in agreement, and asking clarifying questions. Their next political discussion revolved around the topic of immigration. George held strong beliefs about the importance of border security and strict immigration policies. His daughters, however, emphasized the value of diversity and the contributions immigrants make to society. Through reflective listening, they discovered that their differing beliefs were influenced by their personal backgrounds. George had grown up in a homogeneous community and had limited exposure to different cultures. His daughters, on the other hand, had experienced the benefits of diversity firsthand through their interactions with people from various backgrounds. As they listened to each other's perspectives, they realized that their beliefs were not solely based on facts and statistics but were also shaped by their emotions and personal experiences. They understood that empathy played a crucial role in bridging the gap between their differing viewpoints. The experiment had taught George and his daughters that true communication was an art that required patience, understanding, and a genuine desire to connect. They had come to appreciate the power of listening, and the importance of seeking common ground, even in the face of disagreement. As they concluded their political discussions, George and his daughters felt a sense of accomplishment. They had not only deepened their understanding of each other but had also honed their communication skills. They recognized that their journey of self-discovery and connection was far from over, but they were excited to continue exploring the complexities of life, living, and getting along with people. With newfound appreciation for the art of listening, they eagerly looked forward to the next chapter of their experiment. They had come to understand that true wisdom lay in the ability to listen, learn, and grow. The experiment had become more than just a quest to distinguish fact from belief. It had become a transformative journey of connection and understanding.
0: For now, be well, do well and do something nice for someone. He or she will appreciate it and you both will have a better day.